When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He was captain, and when he was captain, but even when he was captain, he used to get sent off. And then I remember a few times, I think he held the record for most send offs. Right. I think Noel Kelly might have been up near him, but Noel Kelly, Noel Kelly said that he got sent off more for scrum infringements than you know, punching or fighting or whatever. And so that's more or less held the record for the for the for the, for the fair and stuff. And um, many a time, he, he when he got sent off, he'd look back at me and just say, Macca. When he's walking off the field and he gets sent off, he says, um, you take over, you make sure you get us home, you know. Uh, Bob McCarthy there with Jimmy Smith. He mentioned uh, Noel Ned Kelly. N- not too dissimilar to your old man, Sats, where he was um, kindest, most pleasant fellow off the field. Yeah. But on the field just went berserker. And, and uh, there's a famous story with Noel Ned Kelly where he's playing in a test match and he did get sent off basically the first shot of the game. And meanwhile, and you can understand this thief – and he's thinking, as soon as the players had left and everyone, all the eyes are on this test match against Great Britain, the thief thought it'd be a good idea to go into the shed and start pinching some stuff. Well, he hadn't planned on Noel Ned Kelly getting sent off after a minute. So <laughs> Noel found himself in his second fight uh, <laughs> within two minutes of being sent off at the first time. So um, and dusted him up, of course, famous story. But Jesus, some tough old great fellas back in the day. My dad and Ned got room together in the 67 kangaroo to a four and a bit months. So they left the week after the grand final, which the Bunnies won against the, the, the Bulldogs in 67. And they didn't come back till like the first week of February. And my sister was born December 27. Yeah. And so but they didn't see her until she was five or six weeks old. I think five weeks old or something. Anyway, when they were coming back on the plane, Ned was getting towards the end of his career. And he said to Dad, and they got they became big best mates. And Ned said to Dad, listen, Sats, you know, you're the young bloke. You're the, you know, you're the, one that's going to take over the mantle. And he said, so let's call a truce. When we play against each other, no king hitting, no yeah. cheap shots. Dad said, mate, Ned, no dramas. I respect you so much. I yeah. love it. Yeah. So they shook on it. Anyway, round three, I think it was 1968. Dad used to go love going down short sides with, um, blind side short sides with Ron Coote. Yeah. And one of the grand finals, actually, he puts Cootie away for a beautiful 71 grand final, beautiful try in the 71 grand final. And, he used to love going down the short sides. And anyway, he went down the short sides and, and he gave the ball to, to Cootie. And then one, two seconds later, Wooshka, he ended up on his back and he yeah. looked up and Ned's run away just sniggering at him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he went memory bank. So Ned runs his ball up, passes the ball one, two, and Dad hit him with a forearm <laughs> and knocked him on his back. And as he, as he was jogging away, he, all he heard was Ned saying, Sats. What about the truth? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the old man goes, Ned, stuff the effing truth. <laughs> oh, that's outstanding. Uh, yes, keep them coming through. Some wonderful – the game has lost some big, big names in recent years. And and, and we should pay tribute also to um, not a big name, of course, and, of course, the family would recognise that. But Western Suburbs, uh, Kyle White. Oh, yes. Yeah, you know, very sad passing – this week, uh, early fifties, tough front row, brother of Josh White. Yep. Josh posted on social media. I mean, in your fifties, mm. way too young. Uh, very, very sad. Yeah, it yeah. was sad. I saw passed that. away in his sleep, and yep. 
Uh, Josh mentioned on social media, you know, he's good to see he's at peace now. And he had some battles uh, after the game, but had a great career, as did Josh. So uh, thoughts and prayers also yeah, absolutely. Um, go out to the White family as well. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is the way to have your say. You can text 0457 736 736 736. Let's lighten things up a little bit now, shall we? Let's get into last night. The Battle of Brisbane, or as some people were saying, the Bennett Bowl. Let's have a listen. Reese Walsh, Herbie Farnworth, out to Jesse Arthurs for the corner. Jesse Arthurs opens the score. Ezra Man, Reese Walsh, oh, what a ball! What a ball to Selwyn Cobbo! That was magical for Reese Walsh, and Cobbo's in the corner. Now running towards the line is Jared Wallace! There Milford finds the goal there. He goes a hammer! Hammer so Tabo Fido! The speed of the Dolphins fullback there in front. Adam Reynolds drifting. There's a chance. Kirk Capewell breaks free. He's looking for support. No, he's not. He's going to the corner and he'll get there. Milford with a grubber kick. Katani Stakes has got it. Here he goes, Katoni. Beats one. Up towards the 30. Stags. He's over the halfway. Gilbert's chasing. But Katoni Stags is going to seal it for the Broncos. I found it remarkable, gentlemen, where, you know, so many great NRL teams go there. And this brand new kid has contributed to a sellout at Suncorp Stadium. You heard the roar. That was Channel 9 and Peter Basoldis. It was just amazing, wasn't it? It's it's remarkable that we had the grand final replay between Parramatta and mm. Penrith on Thursday night, and that was overshadowed. 16,000 people. By two teams up in Brisbane. 16,000 people. But even the build-up, Sugar, like it was, you know, everyone was talking about what's Wayne Bennett and Brisbane and the Dolphins, and the Thursday night game was an absolute ripper, but it, it almost got lost in the ether, didn't it? Yeah, it did. It did, and it was high quality as well, mm. wasn't it? Hot, yeah. I, I've got to be honest, with without... Kalfusi and without young Katoa, I thought that the the Broncos may have won it comfortably, mm. just losing that class. But just just Wayne, he yeah, just he just knows how to just get a side prepared psychologically for battle. They had no right to be in that game. No. They they had Sean O'Sullivan with the pick, Cody Nikarima, uh, Kafusi's not there. You mentioned um, they've got other guys that weren't available as well. Uh, Herman Essiesi and Edric Lee. Tessie New was playing on one leg for most of the game. Remarkable that they were, they were leading the game up yep. until mm. just the final moments. You know what? The more and more I think about it, we just overcook things. Like Jack Gibson, he used to say kick to the seagulls. <laughs> and, and winning all those premierships. Wayne Bennett, in that documentary about the Dolphins, he talks about, you know, his priority is just having players super fit. Mm. You know, and... A lot of tries, when you really break it down, it's quite sort of ricochet rabbit or something's yeah. going on. And no real set play, is it? No real set mm. play. So if he just sits back and he seems to just trust his assistant coaches, he's great at outsourcing where other coaches can be a control freak. We've got to get to this player and we're doing this and we're overcooking the game plan. And mm. he just wants to have them in their best condition. And if they do that, they've got many tickets in the barrel. Mm. For me, the Broncos look far superior the whole match. But you looked in the scoreboard at one point – they were behind the Broncos. Hamiso Tabuai for Dolphin, he he scores another one, <laughs> Yep. right? And, boys, I'll give you some context about this career, which is Wayne Bennett. 
He's coached in five decades. We know the many, many premierships he's won. Do you know what the population was in Australia when he took the reins for the Broncos? It's now 26 million. What was the population when he started with the Brisbane Broncos? I'm going to go 16 million. 16 million. Really? 16 million. So they've added 10, and that is 200 sold-out Suncorp stadiums that Australia has grown by. (laughs) 200 sold-out Suncorp stadiums. It's amazing what he's achieving. Um, His first ever year with the Broncos, they ran seventh. And who's to say they won't copy that? Well, you talked about their fitness. One of the first signings that he made, and everyone's talking about, we've got to get a Munster or, you know, some sort of big name, Jeremy Hickman's. Bloke that he's worked with many, many times before. Strength and conditioning guru. You say because I was watching them last night, and when it got to that stage, and I've always always gauge a player on the sixty fifth minute. That's when mm. the lactic hits your legs, and whether you're willing to to go to the next level from a an enthusiasm and an, an energy point of view. I watched the Dolphins; they were getting better, they were getting quicker, they were getting. And I actually said to myself last night, "I." For the life of me, I don't know who their conditioner is. And it's Jeremy Hickman, is it? Yep. Yeah, yep. okay. So Makes sense. Well, he's worked with him many times before. And and that's a great documentary. I've, I'm late to the party. I've only just started it's watching terrific, Dawn Stand. of the Dolphins. And it's, he said, I just I just want him to be in the best physical condition you can. We're going to put a lot of work into him, which is really hard to do given they came together late. And it's a World Cup year. So they've got to have their mandated yep. you know, six, seven, eight weeks off, depending on, on their experience. But he's, he's got him firing, hasn't he? He's mm. got him in really good condition. Some of the real legacy coaches that you think of, like Jack Gibson, Wayne Bennett, Bill Belichick, uh, even racing uh, as far as a coach. I'm talking about a trainer. Bart Cummings, he had to get the 10,000 metres into their legs. 10, 000, and it's just simple, isn't it? It's just those one percenters. And sometimes I think some coaches confuse themselves with all the busyness. But really, it's just the one percenters. Mm. And even Parramatta. Their win against Penrith, which we'll get to a little bit later on, it's the first time I've seen Parramatta disciplined where they just, the whole game committed to kicking it to Taruva. The very first yes. set after after half time, they cr- kicked it across to uh, Brian Tottle. Yep. And I, th- I said to Noddy in the call, I said, Noddy, I don't reckon I'll be happy with that. They've stayed in the blinking competition, the yes. staring competition the whole time. They've gone to Toto, and for the rest of the second half, it was just Taruva. In fact, you know what? I don't think I've ever seen, been at a game in person, to see a bloke have so many kick receptions mm. than mm. Sunia Taruva had on Thursday night. So, so, Sugar, this was torture for me. A couple of days ago, the boss said, yeah, Brad Arthur's made the decision not to watch the grand final replay. He goes, you're watching it. I want you to sit there for 80 minutes and to write a story about what Brad Arthur should oh, be wow. taken away from this game oh, really? if he didn't. So their tactic in that grand final was to kick to Brian Toe almost exclusively because they thought that takes him out of that second carry yes. where, where he's so effective. So they kept kicking it to him and kicking it to him. By half time, he'd run for 177 metres. Like he tore them apart. And obviously Dylan Edwards was the best player on the field. But yep. oh, he, oh, was 100%. Not, he was not far oh, away. I totally agree with that. And, and with Taylor May out, and, and obviously they'd learnt their lesson the hard way in the biggest game ever, not do not kick it to Brian Toe. So they kept kept kicking it to the other wing, and and he to his credit, he, he took everything. He how, how many, it up. Honestly, he, he must have got a dozen or fifteen, but he, they just kept. He didn't going. spill his lollies once. Not like once. To, to his credit, but it's still 
a more effective play for Parramatta than kicking it to the other side mm. or kicking it down Dylan Edwards' yeah. throat. That's yep. for sure. Yep, because sometimes they couldn't even get, like, because it's so far in the corner and those orange boots of Toto kept mm. coming. He ran more metres trying to get to the ball. Yeah. <laughs> you know, didn't he? he and, kept, kept the he ball away from him. There. Yep. So you, you can bet your bottom dollar, whoever's playing Penrith this week, yep. Sunni Taruva is going to make 15 catches again. And early on in that game, especially the first half, though, but the, using the short kicking game, short kicking game, short kicking game. Then all of a sudden, for some reason, it was in the second half, I think, they started trying to lob one over. When in the end goal, seven tackle set, they went away from what had been working for them, yeah. how they kept building pressure. And then what Paramount always do, they break the cycle for some reason. Yeah. But fortunately enough for them, they just had the they had the nerve. Again, in regular season, they're very good against Penrith mm. in regular season. They had the nerve in that golden point to – Stay composed. But they, they completed 42 of 44 sets. That's 95% and almost got beat. Yeah. Like the, the, they basically played almost the perfect game and Penrith was, you know, within a bees, you know, what oh. of, of taking it off them. Mm. Have you say, uh, it's your show, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy here on Crunch Time. Text 0457736736. Now, Toro, help us celebrate our best tacklers. Uh, Toro, count on Toro to get the job done. I'll mention a couple. Ray Stone to have the audacity, the temerity, the gall <laughs> to be tackling a player over the touchline. But prior to that, did you see? Mark, Mark Nichols. Yeah. Yes. Hand of God. Yeah, yes. just a little mm. subtle little pushing it out of, was it Selwyn Cobbo? Selwyn Cobbo was in Sel- the air. Yeah. Mm. For Toro. That, that was getting the job done. And, and you can count on Toro to get the job done as well. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Our top tackler for Toro, count on it. A break a bet with more.